Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Compassion Before Judgment podcast. Welcome to the show. The podcast is hosted by my mom, Jagdeep Hare. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in again today. Um, today, I have Dr. Amber Gunner with me, who is a self-love coach supporting women to their own to own their truth and stand in their authenticity while creating self-love. Amber has been an educator for over eight years, but recently decided to step into her truth to share her story and power with women who want more for their lives. Through breakthroughs in her spiritual journey, she was able to find love for herself again and now has created a program and a brand entitled I Am Worthy. Welcome, Amber. <laughs> Thank you, Jagdeep, so much for having me. You're <laughs> <love> so welcome. <laughs> I love hearing that bio because it's like, yes, yes, yes to all of that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, you are the one who's done the work to get there, right? So that it should feel like that. Yes. So that is great. So tell us a little bit about your journey and when you and I talked and connected and decided to do this, um, we you brought up using grace as a tool and I absolutely love that. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got to where you are and exactly how you use grace as a tool because that is amazing. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, to start out with grace as a tool, um, it's really something that we have to learn. We hear all the time, oh, you know, to grant someone grace or grant yourself grace. Um, but it's been in my journey that I've had to understand that grace is a tool that really has to be cultivated um, in order for us to be able to use it. And I do believe it's the life experiences, the lived experiences that have helped me understand how to use that tool, when to use that tool, not only for the women that I'm serving, but for myself even. Um, I speak a lot about self-love and how it starts with filling my cup first. And just to give you a little information about you know, my background and my journey, I was married for eight years. Um, I have two children. As you mentioned, I hold a doctorate, so I'm a corporate working woman as well. Lovely. <laughs> in addition to um, serving women in this capacity. And for me, it's really been in having to understand relationship dynamics. And a lot of times we think of that as just being romantic relationships. But as I started doing this work, it became the relationship dynamic with everyone, with myself, with my children, with my family, um, with my now ex-husband. All of those dynamics are affected when we don't have our cup full, but even more so when we start filling that cup, we are able to then give from that overflow. Um, so that has been one of the main things that has really allowed me to start examining grace. We talk a lot about looking at our parents. 
you know, and it, it, it hasn't been until I've been able to see their inner child that that grace really came through for me. I'm a firm believer now that everyone really is trying their best every day. I do believe that. Um, and so when I started being able to see the inner child within my parents and understand, be willing to understand their upbringing, understand what they had to overcome and all of those things, it started feeling less personal, you know, any of the ways that I felt like I was treated or any of the trauma that I hold. Um, that grace almost became a bridge for us in our relationship. So I grew up in a single parent household and as an adult established a really amazing relationship with my dad and even strengthened the relationship that I had with my mother. And as I said before, grace was in between all of that. Um, and of course we know as we become parents, you know, we begin to see things differently and I'm grateful for that too. It's really allowed me to extend grace to them, but even extend grace to myself as well. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so let me ask you, what brought you to that, to seeing that inner child within your parents? Because we, we can always seem to think like, you know, they mistreated me or they didn't give me what I needed, but what was it for you that kind of brought you to that? Was it a certain incident? Was it a certain time in your own life? Yeah, I think it was definitely a certain time in my life. Um, I'd reached a point where I literally had everything that I set out for. The map that, you know, was told to me that I needed to achieve of going to school and finding a husband and having a career and all of those things, I did it all by the age of like 28, you know? Um, and so at that end point, I looked around me and it was just like, this doesn't feel like the happy that everyone tells me I'm supposed to have. Like, right. what is missing, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've ticked all the boxes, but yeah. it's still, the feeling's not there. <laughs> it was not there at all. And that missing link was me. Mm. I had created a life in a way that it revolved around being a wife, being a mom, being a career woman you know, being a support to my girlfriends and trying to support my family. But I didn't really know myself at my core. I didn't really know who I was and what I wanted. And so as I started really unraveling those aspects of myself, it created space for me to evaluate every single relationship. Um, and as I mentioned before, you know, my marriage transitioned as a result of me examining these relationships, discovering my truth and being able to stand in that. Um, I even had friendships with girlfriends that when I got married and the marriage had nothing to do with it, but the timeline of it, I noticed that as I got married, I had some friends that I wasn't as close with anymore. Right. And then as I started unraveling and started rediscovering those bonds came back even stronger. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, 
And so it's been beautiful to see that, you know, things come and go, but to know who I am and to wake up every morning and love who I am, that is what was missing for me. Not the house, not the car, not the having a boy and a girl and a nanny and a career. You know, I spent, (laughs) in 2019, I traveled to Hawaii three times for work. Wow. Just to give you an idea of just Mm -hmm. how picture perfect my life looked. And even at the time, it was what I thought I wanted until I didn't anymore. Right. Right. That's great. Um, I love what you just said there about like those, you know, those relationships, those things, they come and go. But what stood out for me right there was they come and go, but we are always right there. Right. So we, we, at the end of the day, we are all we have. And these other things are, they're going to come and they're going to go. And if we don't have that love for ourselves and then compassion for ourselves, those other things really don't fill our cup and they really don't matter, do they? That's right. That is, (laughs) and that is what I started learning. And, you know, I had to release a lot of shame and even embarrassment Mm -hmm around, you know, being so dedicated to creating this life and checking those boxes to get to the end of it and say that I don't want this anymore. I don't know who I am and I don't know what I want. (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely resonate with that for sure. So what, where did it go from there for you? And what were the, I mean, you mentioned you have two children. So how did that look for you, for your children? What was it that really, what, where did you go from there? Well, as I mentioned, I think the very first step was me just starting out small with my self-love. I dedicated an entire year of just right. working on my self-love, really unraveling this. And that's why I do the work that I'm doing now, because that was at the center but as I centered myself in love, everything around it began to shift. Right. So it started out with me doing small things. You know, self-love, I believe, has become a buzzword. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yes. I totally <laughs> but, agree. <laughs> but for me, it was something that it did start out with me, you know, doing those traditional things of buying myself things or, you know, going on walks and just Anything that I could think of that I felt like something is of interest to me, that's what I started out with. And then as I went through the journey, it became more about, let me look at these aspects of myself that I've never examined before, that I've never brought from up underneath that rug. Um, And it doesn't sound like it's the most pleasant and fun type of, you know, self-love. But it is, in fact, for me, it was being able to dig deep and figure out where it is that I want to grow into. Um, Love that. And I knew that I wanted to have a stronger relationship with my parents. I knew deep down that I wanted that. Um, so that was a starting point was for me to begin working on that. Um, and I'm grateful because both of my parents came to the table willing to help me as best as they could through navigating that work. They equally wanted us to, you know, be able to have a really great relationship. Um, And so that was a starting point, you know, and then from there, 
I even, you know, had to examine the way in which I was showing up in my career. Right. Um, just mm-hmm. heavy kind of in that masculine energy of do, 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 chase, chase, chase. Um, and really just mm-hmm. kind of being able to take a step back and understand what it's like to be in that feminine and be able to magnetize things to you, to be able to trust and have enough faith that you are worthy and that things will come to you even. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Having that faith for sure, but also having the commitment to do the work and to sit with the darkness, isn't it? Because a lot of the time we just want to see the light. We just want, you know, we just want someone to fix us, but really there's nothing to fix. And I think the commitment to wanting to, like, you know, you said you wanted to have that better relationship with your parents. It's not just going to fall in your laps. There are steps that you need to take to make it happen. Um, and you, you did that. You know, you decided this is what I want to do. And you took the steps and the initiative to do so. And I find myself as well. I almost, not to bring in more darkness, but I enjoy sitting in those moments when there's darkness because I know the only person who has the answers is me. Mm -hmm. I can look outside of myself. I can, you know, call 20 people and ask their input. But at the end of the day, sometimes even when we are asking for other people's input on their um, perspective, we have to remember that that is their perspective and their thoughts and emotions and experiences are going to come along with that. And even then, when we ask people what their thoughts are, it doesn't sit right sometimes. And we don't take that advice anyway, but we're almost just looking for a quick fix. But when we sit with ourselves, we always, for myself, 100% of the time, I get the answers I'm looking for. And I always go with the feeling. Does this feel right? And if it feels right, I know I've received my answer. And I could talk to, I mean, it could even be my parents. I could talk to my parents about something and what they think I should do or what how they think things should be does not sit right with me. So then it's so important to just come back to yourself and getting comfortable being with yourself I think is a huge thing isn't it especially in this busy world where we have so many distractions that we can easily just you know go on Facebook go on Instagram now go on Clubhouse like just anything right we have so many distractions but it's quietening down that noise and being with self and I think you said something so powerful um, is to be able to empower yourself, be able to know who you are and make decisions from that space. Um, and we talked a little bit about, you know, raising children. And that is something that I'm very, as an educator and as a person that is serving women I'm absolutely talking with my children from an empowering space from a space of you get to decide Mm -hmm. you know with my daughter a lot of times she'll be like well mommy do you like this and my response to her always is that baby it doesn't matter if I like it do you like it it is yours it's on your body do you like it I love that you know even with the women that I work with I know they're coming to me 
for answers. And I do have some of those, but there are going to be some that they have to dig deep and sit with. Absolutely. And I'm not one of those coaches, you know, that are, that is wanting you to come to me and be with me for the duration of your life. I'm wanting you to graduate from me. Yes. You know, I'm wanting you to be able to learn what it is that you need to learn so that you can begin empowering yourself and hopefully go out and be able to serve the next woman. Right. And, and it's supporting them to find those answers within that they already do know. I think we're always, as I mentioned, we're always looking for someone outside of us to approve of us or, you know, looking for that recognition. But really, we don't even give that recognition to ourselves. And I love what you I love what you said that you say to your daughter, because it's so true, right? She doesn't need to please mommy. She needs to like what she's doing. And I think I mean, we're kind of breaking through that now with with our children and bringing that awareness to it, which is great. But I feel like a lot of the generations, it was always pleasing everybody around us and just playing small and being comfortable so that they were comfortable. It wasn't necessarily us. It was making sure everybody around us was okay with the way we dress, the way we look, the way we talk, the, the way we do everything. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that for me, I knew that in healing the relationship with my parents, that it was going to empower me in a way to be able to support my daughter and my son. And so that's the thing about the healing work. It started out as just being about me finding self-love for me. And then it poured into offering healing to my parents. And then it poured into offering healing to my children. So even as I am working on me, I'm sitting in those shadows, sitting in that darkness, knowing that the light is going to come, I get to see that light not only manifest in my life, but in the people that are near me as well. So it's always worth it to me <laughs> to be doing this type of work. It is. And I think what's important to remember is there is no end destination that we're getting to, right? It's constant work in progress like people think that you know I'm, I'm on this journey why are these things still happening I mean I do that sometimes I'm like but I've done all this work but then it's like but we're still evolving and we're still growing and if these things didn't come and we didn't have to work through things I mean it would probably get pretty boring <laughs> even though sometimes we're like I just need a break <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's so important to remember if we want to evolve and grow, it's just a never ending journey, but it's just finding and having those tools and the right people in your corner who are going to support you, not give you the answers you want to hear. Because sometimes I, I mean, I find myself as well. There's sometimes things that I will share with close friends or family and, and same like vice versa, where I don't want to hear it or they don't want to hear it. But if I am a true friend, I will say the truth. I will say it like it is. And sometimes those are the things when someone says something to us, they kind of sting or we think, oh, the heck, why would she say that? But really it's something we needed to hear. So I find when I'm triggered with something, I do my best not to look at 
that person said this to me, I look at hmm, what did that trigger inside me? What is it about what they said about the tone they used that bothered me? Because really, it never is outside of us. And we say this a lot, but it's really the truth. It's always the way that we take things and the way that we think. Right, right. And, you know, I've had to be able to sit with that notion that the people that are close to my heart, they are giving me their version of the truth, but they're giving me what it is that I need in order to grow. Um, As I said before, I do believe that everyone is doing their best every day, all the time. And it required me to maybe not have so many people close and near me because I wanted to trust and believe that any advice or anything that was coming across was coming from a heart-centered space. And if I ever had to question that, then I know that I didn't feel safe in that dynamic And that may not be someone that I need to continue going to and seeking advice. Um, And so my inner child now leads the way in if we feel safe in certain dynamics or not anymore. Mm, I absolutely love that. Yes. It's when we're trying to make ourselves comfortable in situations where our inner child is saying, I don't feel right being here. And we're saying, no, no, it's okay. (laughs) it's recognizing that and saying no I'm not comfortable here and I don't need to be here I'm not that two-year-old or that five-year-old anymore who does not have a say or have a choice I do have a choice to say this doesn't feel right for me so I'm just going to remove myself from the situation we actually do have the power as adults to do that so let me ask you what is something that you would suggest to someone who says, okay, I know I want to do this work. I know where I am. I'm very self-aware, but I want something that I can implement today. Like what, what is a tool? Um, even uh, like you say, grace, using grace as a tool, what is something that someone can, how can they implement that in their day? Like right now, after they hear this, There's probably lots of things. (laughs) (laughs) Share as many as you like. (laughs) Yeah, there are. Um, And of course, I'm always going to take it back to self first. And one of the things I always ask is, I want you to be able to see, you know, let's say your seven-year-old self. Think about who you were, what you liked, you know, what your dynamics were like even at home, at school, that type of thing. Um, And think about what type of support you needed, what type of affirmations you needed, what type of encouragement you needed. And then start giving that to yourself. Mm. For me as a seven-year-old, I was very sensitive. I was full of life. I was very um, energetic, similar to how I am now. I've been able to cultivate that part back into me. But I was highly sensitive. And nothing was wrong with that at all. Right. And so now, 
when I'm in situations that, you know, feel like someone's maybe hinting at my sensitivity, I'm like, that's okay. It is okay that I am sensitive and I allow that part of me to come through and be present. Um, And so going back to your question, I would first start with self and say, what type of grace is it that I need to give to that seven-year-old? What do they need to hear from me? What do I need to say to them um, in order for them to feel safe within me? And I think from there, you'll be able to see the type of grace that you can extend into other people um, and even into your children, into those relationships that are near and dear to you. But as you said, it's going to start out with us looking at those answers within first and then really allowing everything to flow. It's almost like we have to unlearn that other people come first and we do things for others first and really learn to give those things to ourselves and then allow it to flow into other spaces. That's beautiful. I love that. And something you just said there is when you've, you know that you've grown when you've come to that place of being okay with not being okay, right? So that right there, and it's those little steps that when we look back on yesterday and the day before, we always look for these big changes. Like we expect a miracle overnight, but those little moments are miracles when we realize I've grown from that. I don't react to that anymore. That does not trigger me anymore. Those are the little moments I think we need to recognize the growth rather than trying to look for that big, big, big thing that we're looking for. Because really, yeah, there will be those breakthroughs and there will be those moments. But overall, we are constantly working on ourselves every minute. And there is growth every minute. And I think it's so important to recognize that. And, you know, I think to... As I was unraveling my life and everything outside of me just seemed to be coming undone, I had to check in with myself and say, but how do I feel? Right. And I felt great. I felt happy. I felt like I was moving in a direction of fulfillment. And that is why I teach women to go inside, be internal first, because everything outside may look like it's chaos. It may feel like it's chaos. And sometimes the only compass you have is the one that's inside of you that's saying, this feels right for me. Right. This feels good for me. And let that be your guide. Yes, I think it's... It's time to just embrace the inner feeling and just go with it. And if that means not pleasing the people around us, being okay with that. Just being okay with this is not right for me. And I'm going to just stand in my power and just go with it. Because you really do, once you take back your power, baby steps at a time, you do feel very empowered and you do feel like it's okay to say no. And not hurting anybody. It's almost an injustice when you 
keep saying no to yourself and keep saying yes to everybody else. Because at some point you're going to get really depleted because you keep saying no to yourself. And I always think in order to say yes to something, we have to say no to something else. What is it I'm saying no to? And if I'm saying no to myself more than I am to everything else, I'm going to burn out and be depleted pretty fast. And that was my story. That was my story. To get to the end of it, check all the boxes off, and there was an empty cup with a hole in it. Right. Wow. Well, this has been so great. Thank you so much for sharing all all of your knowledge and your experience and, you know, all of the expertise. Um, where can listeners find you? Where's the best place yeah. to connect with you? Yes. And thank you again, you know, for having me on here. Um, and to everyone that is listening, I truly hope that you were able to gain some value out of this conversation. And um, if you want to locate me, work with me, just stop by to say hello. You can visit my website. It's www.ambergunner.com. Perfect. And I will add that into the description so that they can click on those links and connect with you. Um, thank you so much for your time, Amber. This was amazing. And uh, I hope we can connect again soon. Sounds good. Thank you again for having me. You're welcome. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you have any suggestions, we would love to hear from you.